0: On today's episode of Shooting the Breeze, it's the end of September, at least when we're shooting this, and fall is here. October's around the corner, so we're going to sit back and talk about a little bit of fall. We'll talk about our average first freezes, first snowfalls, maybe a little bit about the harvest, severe weather. We've got it all covered. Today's topic is fall. So sit back, relax, and let's shoot the breeze with your local weather authority. Raise your hand if you love fall. Whoop, whoop. Unanimous. And I think everybody out in the audience just raised their hands because I could see them. It's weird.
1: Okay. I don't know what I'm doing. It's fall. It's fall. It's our Friday. Adam's Monday.
2: Yes, Adam's Monday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How you guys doing? I'm, by the way, Chief Meteorologist Chris Yates, joined by Meteorologist Molly Naisland. Hello and Adam Sherwitzky, meteorologist.
2: Fall is life, y'all. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm doing all right. I'm glad it finally cooled down. Uh, you know, got some stuff ready for Halloween. I'm picking out what I want to do for my uh, costume. It's a secret right now. Oop, I hit the mic. My bad. But it's a secret right now, so I can't tell you all the details. But right now, I just looked at my uh, Amazon cart, and I went, Oh, my, I don't make enough money to be spending this much. So
0: that's all I got to say. Last year, I was uh, m- my whole family did the whole Sanderson sisters thing because I think we had well, we had a full moon
1: mm-hmm, on okay. Halloween,
0: and so my wife and my girls were all Sanderson sisters, and I was uh, was a Billy, the boyfriend, the zombie boyfriend. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was what I did. So. I
1: remember that. And everybody
0: was masked up, so I had the big old, I had the stitched mask. Oh
1: man, I it love worked.
0: That movie. I, it could have been better. But it worked.
2: I mean, that's one of my favorite movies for Halloween. I love Hocus Pocus.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. I don't have any idea. I haven't put that much thought into what I'm gonna do.
1: Um, I have an idea, but I don't know if I'm actually gonna do it yet.
2: Meteorologist. Oh my gosh, there's one right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. 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 Goodness love being a meteorologist. One year I went as Jim, Jim Halpert because I was already reporting that day. And so I just wore a tie and kept looking uh, at my phone like I was looking at the camera like I was in the office. Because uh, I didn't have any, anything else to do. I was like, I might as well just be quote unquote Jim. Jim. It's the oh laziest goodness. thing I could think of.
0: Did uh, you hand your buddy a stapler in Jello?
2: No, but I kept looking at talking to people and then looking off camera like there was an off camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: that actually would be cut that would actually so it's out. just like I'd have a conversation with you and all
0: of a sudden that would actually be kind of funny yeah I, I, I approve
1: me too so fall
0: fall is here I'm happy I've been waiting this is like my favorite season it wasn't until I moved out of here hi so fall the, is
1: great out here fall
0: is great because everywhere else I've lived southern California there's not really a fall I mean mm. it it cools off but you don't get the pretty leaves changing And in in Colorado and Wyoming, you get some leaves changing, but we don't have the same kind of trees. And as soon as they start to change, it gets windy and all the – it's like there's leaves and then the next day there's no leaves.
1: Blink and you'll miss it. But
0: out here, there's a chance. Yeah. Like a better than 50% chance to look good.
1: I've already seen a whole bunch of leaves are starting to change color, so they've got that really – Mix of, like, green and then the red or the orange that they've got going on. So a nice little mix.
2: No, I love it. I it's- mean, now is the time of year when everyone's thinking about the fall stuff, the leaves, the pumpkins, and all that stuff. But there's still plenty of green out there. So it's like mm-hmm. – I wouldn't say it's pre-fall because it is officially fall, too. And we've been in meteor- meteorological fall for almost a month now. So we've been in that pattern. But it's like it's still not – doesn't have that quite the vibe just yet. Just about, yet. About a week or two, I think we're going to start feeling more like the cloudy mornings. It's like – 40, and then it ends up being like 60, and it's been cloudy all day, and we've got the leaves turning, and the wind's kicking up, and a little bit of a little bit of a mist going on. Not a mist, but a sprinkle going on here mm-hmm. or there that's very fall-like, especially back in northwest Indiana, where you're right along the lake. So when a cold front comes through, <laughs> you, feel it? you know it's fall.
1: <laughs> this is, um, as people like to call it in the Midwest, sweater weather in the morning and t-shirt by the afternoon mm-hmm. weather. Yep.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm okay with that.
0: I like it, yeah. It makes dressing easy. So anyway, cool. this is a big big change time of year, especially as we get into the month of October. Um, We are recording this on September 24th, uh, so if you're listening back. um, But uh, I just posted a a graphic to my Facebook page. I went back and looked at the average high temperatures. The month of October is a very big transitional month for central Illinois because you go from uh, we're going to start off with our average high temperatures – in the first week of October in the mid-70s. And then by the end of October, early November, they're in the 50s for your average highs. Wow, I didn't realize it was that big of a drop. At times, you're dropping every three or four. You're dropping one to two degrees a day wow. at some point in the middle part of the month for your average high temperatures. That's, that is a big transition. That is a big transition. Yep.
2: 70s, middle 70s and 50s are two completely different yep. feels.
0: Yep. One gets, I mean, one's like you're wearing a jacket every t- when you're outdoors all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know... The '70s, your sweater in the morning and short sleeves in the afternoon, and put heat on in the car when you're going to work and you're coming home from work. You have the AC on, The AC on. Yep. So that that was a uh, that that's you know a lot of people I don't think realize how sudden that happens but october's that month where we really get that transition and in one whole month too
2: yeah now this is maybe sound a little weird but does there a kind of a similar pattern but the opposite in the spring because those are both transitional seasons yep so, so i'm trying to think, um i think it's is it april is or it, is it
0: it's it might be may okay. i have to go back and look but may i think is that bigger transitional month for us gotcha i was a- a-
1: April especially here is very much the it's gonna rain and then it's not gonna rain it's gonna rain it's gonna rain a little bit more but then it's not gonna rain and then may is like 50s. Oh hey, by the way, we're going to be in the 70s by like the end of the week.
0: Yep. And with then some we might go water. back. Yeah,
1: we'll mix in a little bit of severe in there. It's
0: usually in a. It's a little more abrupt too in the spring. Okay. Is that you'll go from? Um, boy, it's a real chilly morning with temps in like the the lower 40s, and then the next week you're talking 80 degree highs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it. The spring tends to when you warm up, you really it's a right. it's a big there's a jump there. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, falls here. Big changes uh, are on the way. Um, that a lot of people may be disappointed to learn that the first freeze, on average, typically is only a few weeks away. So, you know, be ready. Be ready. All I
2: right. Mean, I know that the, I thought we were going to keep going with the frost stuff, but um, I know that that's part of the reason why harvest is getting into full swing, too, is because... A, they're just starting to dry out right now, and B, because they want to get everything in before some of that stuff freezes over.
0: Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, last few, while well, we're showing the frost before we get into this day in history. Um, Adam, get that I skipped ahead. I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> we're shooting the breeze, bud. Uh, no, first, uh, the last three years, I believe we've had our first freeze around October 16th, which is about where it should be. That's that's the average first freeze for Peoria. It changes, obviously, depending on exactly where you're
1: at. And then there, there was there one time when it snowed on Halloween. and Yeah, well, we everyone, don't talk about that. Everyone was just thrilled about that.
0: Yeah, I was used to that because that was kind of commonplace out in Wyoming and Colorado is that your Halloweens are always covered in coats and there's snow on the ground. I know um, that
2: um, when I was – there was one year I went trick-or-treating as a kid And I remember it was like, okay, tonight's low, 15 with mostly clear skies. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go as Bart Simpson and wear a T-shirt and shorts. I don't think I'll be wearing the T-shirt and shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Eat my shorts, man.
0: Uh, Yeah, October 16th is our average uh, first date for freeze. And then the hard freeze where temperatures get below 28 is Halloween.
1: (laughs) Awesome.
2: Yeah. Halloween's a – it's usually – sometimes it's even too warm. It's never really like – Consistent every single year. It's either too warm in the middle or too cold.
0: Thankfully, I think our um, average first snow is a bit later.
1: It's usually in November, isn't it?
0: Um, Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at the date right now exactly. Because it, there's a new normal period this year. Mm-hmm. Because they've changed it, so I'm checking it out. Uh, average first uh, trace of snowfall is December 7th. Oh that's one inch. Sorry. First one inch snowfall. This is <laughs> December seventh.
2: <Wow>,
1: that's late. <laughs> yeah, you had me there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute,
0: There's not snow there. That was one inch. Let's do a let's do a measurable. This should be early November. Or it's late November, November twenty sixth.
1: still November. But right around November.
0: Thanksgiving. Now if you look though, the last few years, um October 29th, last year, November eighth, the year before, is when we had the trace snowfall so that October 29th was the one that that was the Halloween one Hmm. that was the earliest I think there was another we actually actually had more snow coming
1: we had like the 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 wet sloppy stuff came in right around Halloween
2: I think the earliest I can remember snowfall not so much a trace but it was falling from the sky and melting like immediately once at the ground in college was around late September 20 something but that's also because we're right next to Lake Michigan. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. at that point, when you get old. stuff coming off the, uh, the lake, it's like, ah, well, then it just kind of dropped. And as soon as it dropped, uh, fizzled out, and I'm like, it's snowing. And it's September 26th. Oh, my gosh. yeah, <laughs> It's too early for this. Let me get the Halloween first. Then we can talk about snow. Mm-hmm. September's a bit early.
0: All right. Uh, Adam, before we get further into fall, why don't you break down on this day in
1: history? History.
2: I love the sound effects.
0: This does come from the Facebook page,
2: This Day in Weather History. Great page. Every single day they have content in terms of what's happening uh, years ago from uh, across the country, across the globe even. So September 24th, 2001, the tornado outbreak of September 24th, 2001, was one of the worst tornado events to directly affect the Baltimore-Washington metropolitan area in the United States. There were nine tornadoes in total with two deaths and 57 injuries. Let's go to Australia. A massive dust storm swept 725 miles across the outback to engulf Sydney, New South Wales, producing a red hue across the region from the 22nd through the 24th. Wind gusts from up to about 60 miles per hour as the storm transported an estimated 5,000 metric tons of dust. September 21st, 1938, New England was struck by the Category 3 Long Island Express hurricane. The storm remains one of the most powerful to ever make landfall in the Northeast. The Blue Hill Observatory recorded a 168 mile per hour gust, and a 50 foot wave was measured at Gloucester, Massachusetts. Over 57,000 homes were destroyed or damaged, excuse me. 682 people were killed, and $4.7 billion in damage in 2017 numbers was produced so think about that and finally september 21st 1995 we were talking about snow a little bit ago we're going to talk about snow right now the earliest snow on record fell across southwest kansas with most areas reporting two to three inches and isolated amounts up to six inches this is the earliest snowfall ever recorded at the dodge city airport so think about that that they already got it wow by the time we get to the 21st of september all about in western kansas
0: yeah, you know what? That was that reminds me, we had, I believe, our earliest snowfall I'm looking it up right now to verify, is September 25th. 20, hmm. The earliest snowfall in Peoria, September and there are people I don't know if they're listening to this podcast, but we all could find somebody in Central Illinois's been here long enough that will tell you stories about that event that one it dropped it wasn't just like a light snow I mean it dropped inches of snowfall I think Peoria picked up like an inch but north of us it was like three four inches of snow on September 25th 1942 but I, I've heard stories from folks playing in the snowfall because it was a they had football games or and they remember playing in the snow or practicing in the snow uh, and it was weird being in September. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that would be weird.
0: 42. Anyway, so there's there's your fun fact uh, for Peoria and uh, Central Illinois in general.
2: So speaking of football, I think one thing that I know, uh, being a former football player, and I know, Chris, you were as well, Mm -hmm. um, was that you could really tell how the season was uh, going. I mean, how far you were into the season by the weather. And it's fascinating because I know you're outside. I mean, you're outside playing in it and practicing in it. But the summer, it's hot, humid, pretty consistent. But once you get to about... September. That's when you start breaking out some of the uh, longer-sleeved stuff when you're out there practicing. You start breaking out some of the gloves, maybe. Um, I remember some days where it was practice was hot, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Friday night was hot. Storms came in, Saturday morning. You're just waking up for JV, and all of a sudden, it's cold. It's cold, yep. And I love, I loved the, the days I knew a cold front was coming. Because at that point, uh, towards the end of my high school career, I was starting to become a little more interested in, like, maybe I should be a meteorologist. Um, I know the days that we had a cold front come through, I was like, all right, so that means tomorrow we're going to need this, this, and this for practice or this and this for our warm-ups for uh, the game. And people were like, what are you talking about? How do you know that? It's like, well, it was hot yesterday. It was above average yesterday. It stormed today, so I'm guessing tomorrow it's going to be, be cold. Cold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's just me like going off the top of my head, not knowing any like proper meteorology stuff at the time. But it's like, that's just the pattern I've kind of learned to grow up with, guys. And they're like, Ooh. So you see the next day, sure enough, guys, we're not prepared. They have whole sweatshirts on. It, it <laughs> had, I think the classic was Under Armour, T-shirt, sweatshirt, pads, jersey on the pads. And then they would sometimes you'd get guys that put the, the hoods up, up over yeah. the helmet. And I'm like, that's not going to be good for the helmet. It might offset it a little bit. I never did that in terms of putting it over my helmet. But I have once or twice uh, – Put my sweatshirt on underneath everything. I, I'll admit to that because
0: I was cold. It's a big it – gets, um, gets, it gets chilly real quick this time of year. Yeah, and
2: then you've got the winds where I'm from, the winds whipping off the lake. So I remember there was, sometimes it was yeah. cold, but I'd come home feeling warm in the face. That's because I kept getting the wind hitting me the entire practice because we were outside yep. for two or three hours.
1: I didn't play football. I was the band geek. But um, I played clarinet, and you had to have an airtight seal on your instrument. Uh, so, when it got towards the end of football season, we were still playing games. The tips of your fingers would start to like freeze because mm-hmm. they had to be exposed to the air. And we were like cutting the tips off of our gloves as little as possible to cover up as much of our fingers. Uh, and I remember there was one football game where they messed up the warm up clock and they didn't start it when warm up started. They started it after, and it was supposed to be a 30 minute warm up. So, the band was out on the track ready to do the the lap around to get the game going and we were just standing there and the band directors were like no 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 no, stay in formation and then it turned into keep your instruments warm keep your instruments warm and then it turned into keep yourselves warm (laughs) so then you had these clusters of high schoolers just huddled up in a group
2: i know that like um this is i i used to play too but when i was in high school i know i was a band geek also but i only one only one year i marched that was freshman year um, but I know that one of the big things during competitions was like, we, I remember one year it was late in the season and I remember like we had like little sleep pelt or something coming down on us before we performed and the uh, band director was like, Hey, brass, keep warm, like blowing into your, mm-hmm. keep blowing into your instrument because it is going to sound flat. Woodwinds, keep your instruments warm because yep. they're going to sound sharp. And it's like, <laughs> okay, what do we do? So we're just, I'm constantly, whoo, 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 and I'm like. I think this is just a warm-up. This is an exercise on its own, just breathing it constantly. Because in a tuba, it takes a lot to warm that up. So I'm just... <laughs> and they're like, don't play, <laughs> but just keep it warm. I'm like, well, that's not fair because you have mouthpieces that funnel your face in to make it almost sound. So every time you breathe, you almost like instinctively Mm -hmm. go right to it
1: had to keep your mouthpieces warm you had to keep the instruments warm we had to keep the reeds wet on the woodwind instruments that'd be hard it was it was
2: i mean that's another thing too is that going back to the sports thing i mean just as much as football players and uh soccer players and um i don't know golf even golf uh i think we had women's golf or girls golf in the spring or fall i don't one of the two seasons yeah it was the fall um either way they have to deal with those outside conditions too, but so does the band. Mm-hmm. I know that they would be out there sweating on the blacktop while we were sweating out at practice on the football field. Yeah. So I know that it, they, I mean, obviously as someone who went through part of that, not all four years, but I mean, I give credit to everybody because it's a lot of work to go from the summer into the fall, into the
1: mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. winter,
2: all that time period. And I, one thing also is that it starts to get darker and darker sooner. Cause I remember in high school, we would be done with practice early in the season or even before the season started still plenty of sunlight out. You can go out and, like, maybe ride your bike for a minute or two or hang outside. But by the time you got the playoffs, and depending on how far you got into playoffs, I mean, we were getting in there, and no more than an hour into practice, yep. it was already dark. Yeah. Like, the light stadium lights were on. I remember um, coming out of practice, uh, wrestling practice one time before freshman year, and I was like, golly, those guys definitely, you could tell, are going to semi-state because the lights are still on at the stadium. <laughs> it's, what time is it? 6.30? It feels like it's 10. Oh, I hate that's the one thing I hate about fall. And I think you guys can agree is that it just gets darker so much sooner. That it doesn't
0: bother me so much. It bothers me.
1: I being the morning person. I like it because it's easier to fall asleep when yeah. the sun goes down a little sooner. Mm-hmm. But I will say I don't like it when I look outside at five o'clock and it's pitch black outside. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's eight o'clock at night. Nope. False alarm. It's only five.
2: I, I think <laughs> it was, it bothered me more in college than it did any other time. Well, in high school and college, because in high school, you know, you're in the winter season, you're doing, I'm doing wrestling. So you, I mean, I barely saw the sunlight cause I was in school all day. And so when I got to practice, it was dark or school. It was dark. When I left school, it was dark. And now, you know, in that transition season, you start seeing like, Oh, we're getting closer and closer to the dark times to the cold. Oh man. The dark times. The dark <laughs> times. Cause it's dark all the time. And then, um, I mean, yeah, it was just that's the thing that bothers me. I said to somebody the other day, I think it was uh, one of the farmers I was talking to uh, from my harvest story, is that, um, you know, I wish we could keep these temperatures, but also all the sunshine that we see throughout the summer, like have the longest day of the year, like time wise in terms of sunlight, but still keep the cool temperatures. Yeah. But that's not how that works. That's not how it works. I mean, that's the reason why summer is warm is because we have a lot of sunlight. More sunlight.
0: All right. uh, Let's kind of switch gears. um, Kind of look back. Uh, and this will kind of still parlay into kind of how fall severe weather stuff. So, but I want to kind of talk about kind of go over severe weather nationally. Uh, at least locally for us, it wasn't a huge huge year. Um, I, I think we we may have had a a few tornado touchdowns. The biggest day was was that one weekend in McLean County. I think we had a couple, and even we had a lot of warnings. I don't know if we had much in the way of touchdowns outside of one that went near Leroy and Downs. This, um,
2: that the weekend that um, they had major flooding, and then, yes, the, ne- yes. and then the next day they had, we had severe weather? Yep, okay. Yep. That's, I'm just trying to remember uh, the weekend So
0: it was that one, and then we had another tornado, Mason County. That was the unwarned one early in the season, mm-hmm. and that one just kind of – that was a brief spin-up. Um, a lot of more wind, and then we had some hail. Um, this year But it has For our local area It hasn't been too crazy Now if you go Down south of I-72 It's been a different story They've been yeah. They've been a bit busy
2: I was going to say Wouldn't be the bigger Weather story For this entire uh, year Been more so the rain Yeah
0: I think mm-hmm. the rain Is definitely our biggest Was the biggest thing
2: Cause we had a lot of flooding Especially in McLean County Yeah, yeah. Especially
0: out east uh, They just couldn't Catch a break this year mm-hmm. uh, Gibson City Leroy down, I mean that All that whole sector uh, Ford Iroquois McLean Counties, Dewitt counties, they had it. They had a pretty big. When as I was far as the rain goes.
2: doing my forecast, uh, my harvest story, um, I asked, I asked the. Uh, um Illinois Corn Association, I said, hey, so what, you know, what do you guys see out there? And they said, well, things are starting to dry out and, you know, that's why farmers are trying to get in the field and stuff. And I was like, what else is they kind of seeing? It was like, well, corn yields were projected earlier, like two or three weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so. Uh, corn yields were projected to be this amount, like, you know, above average. And they are still ex- expected to be above average, but this is well above average. Now we're starting to see a lot of people go out in their fields and go, well, must have had more damage than expected yeah. from the flooding mm-hmm. earlier this year. So that's part of the problem. Plus, it was so wet that they started to see a little bit more uh, fungus and some of that drying out, too, as well. And so, Or the disease, I should say. And so that kind of played a role. The, the, it's funny because like, we're all like, oh, this is going to be great for the corn, which it, it's true. It was good for the corn overall. Yep. We're still projected to have higher yields, but not as high as we were thinking previously because we were finally seeing that some of the damage that some happened, of the damage happened from, the, yeah. from McLean uh, throughout the state in terms of water and then also because of the wetness, some of those damages from diseases. Yep. So.
0: Uh, nationally, I was looking at some national trends. Um, it's been a below average year um, for tornadoes nationally, uh, and might be hard to kind of think about that. But uh, we we've come in well under as far as the amount of tornadoes we've had nationally. It started off busy. Remember, we had that really bad stretch in the southeast mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the spring, and then it kind of leveled off for a little bit there. It kind of picked up. There was a little bit, you know, a little more activity in May, and it's been. And steadily rising. And then the northeast, of course, with all the tropical systems, they've, they've had – there's been – so recently there's kind of been a, a
2: little spike. but So spike in tropical down in yep. mid-latitude, severe weather.
0: And I think you're seeing similar trends with hail and all other tornado – or all other severe weather probabilities as well. Um, so it's been – it's been a real quiet year nationally as far as severe weather goes, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that's good news for us. Now, uh, just a friendly reminder though, even though we've cuz I get asked a lot are we done with severe weather season? Well, our severe weather season ended back in June. I mean, that once you get into June, your your severe weather season is kind of winding down and then every once in a while you'll just get um, every cold front coming through is going to have some sort of risk for severe weather just because you're going to have so much moisture in the air, and it'll be hot and humid. And, but those you, you, you go away from the tornadoes and hail and, and start to focus more on the, the damaging winds potential. Um, but just as we kind of start going now into fall, this, we're going to start entering what is our second season where uh, – and you see this trend nationally as well, but um, even locally – you're gonna see a. We're gonna have probably another one or two severe weather days. Um, that'll probably come up as the jet stream begins to shift further south.
2: With those late season, are they kind of like really early season stuff too, uh, where we get the kind of mini supercell setup?
0: Yeah, you can. Um, the the I think the ones that come late season though tend to be worse. Um, the be, just because you still have a very warm ground, mm-hmm. right? It takes a long time for the ground to freeze you know to get you know to where it's not producing um, it's not releasing moisture and extra heat into the air whereas if you get a strong cold front coming through in the spring maybe your topsoil is still cold it's not and there's not much moisture in it and so it's not producing the kind of instability um, you do have some colder temperatures aloft um, but um, but if you this time of year You already have established a warmer air mass near the ground. And so all you do is you get the right setup with a pocket of cold air coming in, which is what happened um, during the Washington tornado event. And it happened during the December 1st tornado outbreak back in 2018. You get a pocket of cold air coming in over that warmer, that's already established air. It's been there for, you know, it gets, you know, it comes and goes, but it's a lot easier to stay warm this time of year. you'll get those bigger severe weather days. And so even though we've, you know, we're out of severe weather season. We've been out it. We're going to enter into our second season here within the next couple of weeks.
2: Now what differentiates the second season more so for the first season in terms of what we can expect for numbers usually it, on average.
0: So I think the on average you see a you basically see a spike if you look at the tornado counts. It goes from like it's very subtle. It goes from 0 to 1 you'll go your average or from 1 to 2. It's only a, it's a very light bump, but that bump represents one or two severe weather days. Usually at the end of October into early November.
2: Those are usually the uh, final nail in the coffins in terms of warm weather season.
0: Right. It's it's usually the last it's the last big big front that comes through and then boom.
1: That all goes back to the we had a podcast here a while back talking about severe weather. It's all relative, to – Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially when it came to the December 1st outbreak. It's it, it's all relative just because you're in the month of November, December.
0: Yeah, 60 degrees in November, December with dew points around 50 is a huge. Because mm-hmm. um, that was that was asked of me back uh, during the December outbreak. I said, look, we're probably going to have tornadoes. Um, didn't expect 29 of them, but we're going to – I said, we're probably going to have tornadoes in our southern DMA. Um uh, so, we just need to have somebody here to ready to go on air. And the question was, why? It's cold. I mean, it, it, here in Peoria, we were in the 40s. We had a, and uh, the dew points here were in the 40s. It was just 40 degrees. But once the warm front lifted through, uh, temperatures warmed into the lower 60s. And then, but it's all relative to the air above it. As long as the air above it is colder and cold enough that that warm air can rise and rise fast you'll get the severe weather. Now they weren't terribly tall. I mean, you know, the there wasn't I don't even think there was a whole lot of lightning that day, but there was a lot of turning where it counted the most. Mm-hmm. And uh then you had those tornadoes. So
2: wind is the bigger driver or the uh wind shear is a bigger yeah, driver uh, for the yeah. severe weather? And I
0: would it? say I would argue that's true all times of year. I right. mean, you can have you can have record-setting instability, but if you don't have any shear, right, right. aside from a wet microburst, you're not going to see anything severe. Right, I was just wondering, because
2: I know yeah. that like it all comes in like sometimes it comes with some setups where it's more cape than wind shear, yep. but there is still shear, and there's some setups where it's like setups where it's like barely any cape, but there is a lot of shear. They're,
0: these you'll end up with these are the high shear, low cape or low instability mm-hmm. uh, setups. That's very commonplace here. Now the biggest challenge is if you have too much shear. We've seen this too, where everything looks good. We're like, whoa, we've got seventy to eighty knot shear. That's incredible. But then you've got you know thousand cape. Which you're like, well, at that point your storm tops are just blowing over, and so the storm can't. St- towers. <laughs>
2: they can't.
0: They can't do much. They just. They can't get their act together because they're. I, they're being toppled. Over. I do
2: love seeing in the field. I've seen it a couple times where a couple. I mean, we didn't have a lot of cape, but we had plenty of shear that day, and I remember just seeing it and just you see these little towers that could have been, and mm-hmm. then just shredded apart by yeah. the shear because mm-hmm. they just can't maintain that updraft as well, and they're just toppling over
0: and i think the term was turkey tower is what we called them yeah you'll get the tower those are a little bit more common i think when you're fighting a cap yeah and where this where the updraft is rising and then it punches through and so you get you get a little a little little boof and then the anvil forms and then then the cap quickly fills back in
2: because the updraft
1: is
0: not sustainable
1: is boof the official term i have no idea i hope it is our
2: listeners at home also like Chris Yates over here was doing all these <laughs> hand gestures, and it, it made so much more sense. It was sense. great. It yeah, was great. A,
0: yeah, the hand gestures.
2: There's,
1: there's mean, an up. There's a, there's down, a side. <laughs> right. There's a little bit of down. There was an
0: AB start. I mean, it was. he's putting cheat codes <laughs> in, man. Anywho. Uh, but, yeah, so, yeah, the uh, fall is an interesting time of year. I think it's 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 first very pretty to look at around here, mm-hmm. uh, especially we the tricks to getting those very bright and vivid colors. You need a lot of sunshine during the day. Mm-hmm. And you need some nice, cool, crisp mornings—not freezing, but lower to mid forties. Yeah. If you can string those in, and you can stay dry, relatively dry, where you're not, you know, not getting deluge after deluge after deluge, and you can avoid the wind, then you'll have a pretty good display for fall for fall foliage.
2: That's a lot of Weed. That's a lot of things to try and. It's avoid. hard. Yeah, It's hard. Now, now, the, it doable, but hard. Since
0: I've been here since 2015. Um, I think I we've had two years where I thought the colors were really good out of those years. Uh, last year, was I thought was really good, especially up north. I went up to Starved Rock and took some pictures. Uh, that was a really good display. I think my first year here, it was really nice along the riverfront. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand V Drive always never really disappoints, but sometimes the colors are just, you know, popping.
2: To kind of switch gears, too, if you guys want, um, what's your favorite part of fall? Because I know there's a lot to fall, aside from the weather, aside from, you know, there's a lot of things going on weather-wise, but what about not weather? Because I know we all like things outside of weather, even though we're weather dorks.
0: Yeah. And
2: um, like, what is the one thing you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for fall because of this? Because I have a hard time picking.
0: Honestly, I actually like fall attire.
1: Okay, uh, yeah. Fall
0: clothing, and then, you know, watching football.
1: My birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: There you go. Well, that's a good reason. I everyone's like, why don't you like summer, Adam? It's like your birthday is in summer. It's like, yeah, but it's hot. I don't like sweating. Yeah, on my it's hot. My
0: summer. birthday's technically, in. yeah, November. So yeah. yeah, but that's not the reason. It's not the I reason thought, I like fall.
2: Oh, no. I like fall because
0: football. You like long. what you don't experiences. I see. That's why I like what I didn't have as a kid. Yeah. So I'm like that with snow too. I love snow. Now I do get sick of it. If it's been a really snowy season, i get sick of the cold. If I could have the the snow without the cold.
1: Chris is calling out the entirety of 2021 right now.
0: I I love, I do love snow, but again, I didn't grow up with it. See, going with the, didn't grow up
2: with the thing, I think mine was that I remember going down to Texas and my buddy was like, oh, here comes the dust. It's going to get gross outside. And I was like. That sounds cool cuz we don't get dust storms <laughs> don't out get here. Storms. We don't get dust that. I mean you might get a couple kickups here and there but you don't get like yep. widespread it, mm-hmm. the sky turns brown like dust and I think dust is amazing kind Little of scary. Little
0: kaboob. Let's go look.
1: I uh I also like the leaf change. Besides my birthday, I like Halloween and I like the leaves changing color. And fall is bonfire season. Yeah, yeah,
0: I do like. I'm a big fan of bonfires.
1: Love bonfires. My, my
2: two favorite holidays are in. Um, first, my favorite holiday is Halloween. I mean, Molly and I can agree. Um, I've been looking forward to follow Halloween since Halloween last year.
1: Fall-o-ween. Fall-o-ween, oh.
2: Halloween, um, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. But I like going to the. Uh, I mean, I love football too. I mean, as I was telling Chris, I mean, I'll. I love watching football too. Um, I think it's a little bit of everything, but I think really it's the cooler temperatures because. Your boy is big, and he does not like to be outside in the <laughs> 80, 90-degree weather very long. Um, I'm the type of person that will wear shorts all the way through the winter, but uh fall's nice because I can wear shorts and be comfortable and be cool in them. Yeah. Okay,
1: so. okay. The fall debate. Pumpkin spice or apple cider? Apple cider. Apple cider.
0: Apple cider. I don't okay, have all spice. three of us. See, we, we great minds think alike. Yeah. 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 Nice cup of hot apple cider works for me. Oh, I yeah. like it cold. I've actually had, I actually had a glass last night uh, in Southwest
2: Missouri, because fall is very short there. It's like, here's leaves gone. Bye. See ya. Um, and it's like, I remember (laughs) I think it was December one time it was like 90 degrees and it was still, it was like a week before, uh, I don't remember if it was my first or second year there, but it was a week before Christmas and it was like, Oh, by the way, it's 90 degrees outside or 70 or something like that. It was warm. I remember sweating, making a phone call outside. And I'm like, this is why I'd like to move back home purely because fall actually like exists. But they did do the apple cider slushies. I was introduced to that down there. Okay. So it's apple cider slushified. And I was like, that's good. Wouldn't be good on a 40-degree day. But would be good on, like, you know, early fall. fall So we're going back to the whole early fall
0: stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Nothing's worse, by the way, than just a, a, a hot, late fall, early winter day. I nothing gets me more disappointed than the week than having 70s and 80s the week of Christmas around here. You want to see me sad? That's winter, I know. But
2: I agree. I agree. I get sad. I agree. Like, I, I think it should be cold. This is
0: the year. This is the time. If there was one week out of the year, <laughs> the end of December first, that are you know through early January, cold and snow for me. You
2: know, what's one thing we forgot to talk about was the uh, good time. Water. What, we got time, okay, good. Making sure I didn't want to make sure we run out of time. I don't, we don't have a clock in here. I don't have a clock in my around. Let's see where we're at. One thing we forgot to talk about was uh, with it being fall. It's also like Michigan's time for water spouts.
0: Yeah, you're you've got more experience with this. I, I think we had some. I saw a post of some what two days ago. Yes, a couple days ago. Wednesday. Wednesday.
2: So when we were all cold or cooler here, like the first really cool day we mm-hmm. had, and Wednesday was the first day of fall, so it kind of coincided really well. Um, we had lots of sunshine here in central Illinois. But our friends up to the north and east of us in Chicago and places like uh, western Michigan and all the way northwest Indiana, they had – were watching out for water spouts. And so there were some pictures that came out from Chicago, from WGN, our sister station up there. Um, Tom Skilling, who I love working with Tom. But Tom uh, had some pictures that viewers sent in of uh, water spouts. And so there was water spouts on the lake. um, And I know a couple of people that went and did live live shots on the lake because they were watching yeah, out water, for water spots. water spots. And I remember when I went chasing as a kid, or not kid, but as a college, um, we took one day It's like, what are we doing? We're going to go up to the lake. Why water spot chasing? What? And so we had these bands of storms, really, um, showers, I would call them showers, coming off the lake. And that's what was happening, too. In Northwest Indiana on the dunes, you had bands of showers coming into Northwest Indiana and Lake and uh, Porter and uh, LaPorte County just coming in. And on those cells out when they're on the water, that's where you're going to see your uh, water spouts. And yep. that was the same system the night before that brought us the showers and thunderstorms. Yep. Now it was making its way through to the east, and it was kicking up enough of that cold air behind the low-pressure system right along the lake. And that's the key thing. The lake is pretty warm right it's now. Warm, it's warm, yep. It's, about to be the, it's the warmest it's going to be all year. Yep, It's in the upper 60s, right around the 60s or so. And when you've got that colder air coming through, especially when it's early in the morning or late in the afternoon, that's just perfect setup for water
0: spouts. Yep, it generates a lot of low-level lift. And that's what you you need, low-level lift. That's mm-hmm. one of the ingredients you need. You can have a whole bunch of lift above the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you need to have the low-level lift, and then you need the converging winds, mm-hmm. which you often get winds coming together you know, in the middle of lakes. And
2: uh, My buddy Will Haney, who was at St. Joseph up there in... Uh, Michigan, he was doing a live shot and he, he was like, I think I learned my lesson. He put a video on Facebook. as he's doing his live shot right there on the beach because they had high waves right along his feet, just soaked in water. And he's like, <laughs> yep, I shouldn't have gotten that close. I
0: saw clips of uh, folks out there doing their morning walks and bike rides up in Chicago and uh, oh yeah, just getting drenched by Ooh. some of those those 18 foot... Well, that's the
2: thing, too. It kicked up a lot of high water along the lake. So, yep. I mean, they usually this time of year, when it gets that bad, they're like, hey,
0: I've never seen it. Before. Did you go to the
2: dunes or did you go to Chicago?
0: Just went to Chicago. We went to Chicago, but then we just you know, I was looking at the water, I'm like, This is really cool. That's... I mean, I, I you know, I, I see it on TV, I, I see it on maps all the time, but when you're out there in person you're like, that's a big body of water. When I was
2: <laughs> uh when I, when I lived in Joplin, I usually took a week off in October, September, around this time of year, mainly to go up to Lake Michigan to go hike. So when you get those days, maybe you get a day where it's like that where you could get those conditions and possibly go chasing uh, water spout chasing. So that's another reason why it's my time, favorite time of year because that means uh, Adam usually goes on vacation pretty soon. And, uh, there you go. This is usually my, this is my time of year to go finally take some time off and usually head home, go see the lake and uh, see the fall colors up there.
0: Take some pictures, bud. Oh, oh yeah. Will. All right. Anybody got a joke?
1: We had one earlier that you were shaking your head at. Actually, we have a lot of those. Just so you all know, we have yeah, a lot it of those. A lot. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay,
1: okay okay molly molly's got to do it this is Molly. Okay. Always has to do i'm
0: dead joked out right now
1: yeah. <laughs> i think is i that, reached
0: i reached my monthly limit
1: I and i haven't gonna, renewed i was gonna say is that because you hang out with us all the time <laughs> or is it
0: because you have, you have I've got kids. Two kids yeah no but uh anyway folks uh let us know by the way if you're listening to the podcast uh l- send us an email telling us your favorite destinations for seeing fall foliage um i'd like to know where those at I'd like to go check them out spoon river drive i think is a you know we don't get a whole lot of color the first week into that but that's coming up first week of october in fulton county um it was i think moved around last year due to covid and i think officially canceled but uh you know anyway let us know where you like to go grandview drive here in peoria uh, starved rock uh matheson state park I think Jubilee, uh, Jubilee College might be a good time. Uh, but if you're you listen to this podcast, let us know. I mean, the colors are going to peak here in the next couple of weeks, so uh, we'd like to know. All right, Molly's got that look on her face like, we're either going to be disappointed or this is highly inappropriate. Either way, it's probably going to be good.
1: Yes. How do you find out the weather when you're on vacation? Go outside and look up. <laughs>